Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got him, Belara. I just had dinner with the Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, shorty, cause that is what you gon' do. Sabiato, New Balance, some style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. Farms at the farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try to see you out. I used to be with Nas, beating Murray City up. Why should you talk to one respect the battle? Picked up, and Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young, they're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast. It's too soon. Been living like no fans, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'm a hopping this far and then I can fool. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Birdie Network Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. In this episode that we're going to call the Free Agency Breakdown or Recap, however you want to call it, is brought to you by 500 Level, who specializes in officially licensed t-shirts to help you rep your favorite teams and players, whether it's NBA, MLB, NHL, and of course, you're watching a football team like this sick Chase Young shirt. If you're just listening to the podcast, you can go to 500level.com and check out the shirt. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the sick Chase Young shirt where he's running back the uh, fumble against San Francisco. And you can use our code BNP20 to save 20% off. I can't wait to see some of these new guys' shirts coming out that we're going to talk about tonight. I'm ready to get them. And joining me today, as always, my co-host, Brian Murphy, who I'm expecting to grow his beard out full form for good reasons. I know, right? It's got, it got to be like our quarterback now. I got to look know. just like him. Can't wait for that. And then one of my best friends and favorite followers for Washington football team, Manny Chikuba, who does the Talking Sports with Manny podcast in the back row Redskins show. Manny, welcome to the podcast, man. Glad to have you on. Man, thank you so much for the invite, man. Let's get it. I know. I had a blast on your podcast not long ago the other night. If y'all haven't checked that out, do so. But like I said, tonight we're going to recap all the free agent signings so far, give some predictions of, you know, possibly some other guys that we could sign and then take a look at the draft and see what really changed with free agency. So Absolutely. first big one, we finally found our quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, one year deal, $10 million. Brian, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think about signing Ryan Fitzpatrick? What was your first thought? Was it the guy that you wanted? And, you know, when the news broke, what was your first reaction? Yeah, so I'll be completely honest with you. And I've told you this and I tweeted it out. I, I fell asleep. And so I woke up to the Ryan Fitzpatrick news. I think I, I woke up to your text. I saw the ESPN blurb and a bunch of other texts. I was not expecting it. Uh, I thought I really thought they were going Mariota or we're going to just wait for the draft. I, I just kind of was getting that feeling. Um, but I, I like it. It's growing on me a, a little bit more. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, I, I love watching him play. He's he's really just kind of like a shot in the arm. You just kind of you inject him and you go out there and you get what you get. So um, I'm kind of excited to see it. I don't think that he's going to light the world on fire. I mean, we've seen that he's kind of turnover prone. He still has a losing record over all these years. But 
Um, I think that where we were at a certain point last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick is certainly an upgrade. And I'm kind of growing warmer to it the more I think about it and the more I, I see about him. Yeah, I think uh, Tay and Todd podcast put up a tweet the other day, like showing the comparison between Ryan Fitzpatrick and the last 16 starts. And then the mediocre quarterback play, I hate to call it, that Washington's had last 16 starts. And it was like the exact same amount of snaps too, which was pretty crazy. It was like 599 or something like that. But just the the overhaul of yards, the improvement in touchdowns, just overall play, you can only imagine what Ryan will bring to the offense. And that's my question for you, Manny. If the if there's a people on the outside that don't watch Washington football, they have no idea what they're getting with Ryan Fitzpatrick. How would you summarize Fitzpatrick and what does he bring to this offense? Man, Fitzpatrick is going to bring some energy. He's going to bring fire, man. The guy is so passionate. There was a play that I saw versus the, um, I don't know what team it was, but he was playing for the Miami Dolphins at the time last year. And he handed off the ball and he had a lead block. So that's the kind of guy that you're getting. You're getting you're getting a guy who's passionate. You're getting a guy who's willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of winning. And um, you look at the receivers that he has played with, guys like uh, Chad Ochocinco and uh, uh, Terrell Owens, Deshaun Jacksons of the world. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. Some old-time guys. Yeah. They love this guy. So he's yeah. going to bring that passion, that heat, and he's going to be able to make some plays. He's going to bring some excitement, and that's something that has been missing for a while, you know, Alex Smith, God bless his heart. He was good. If you've listened to my pod, you know that, hey, I need a quarterback that gives me a chance when we get down. And that's what Fitzpatrick is going to be able to do for this team. Yeah. And I was really looking for that stats for Fitzpatrick and kind of seeing what really stood out to me. And there was one, and it was really just me comparing Fitzpatrick to Alex Smith and some of the other quarterbacks we've had. You know, I hate to say it, but it seems like with our offense, it was boring. It kind of seemed like we knew <laughs> J.D. McKissick was going to get a check down 80% of the time on the pass right. plays. I hate I hate to say it, but that's just how it is. That's exactly what it looked like. One stat that, th- that really stood out to me was the top four highest-graded quarterbacks passed their first read since 2019. Number one was Russell Wilson with 91.5% or his, his grade. Josh Allen was 90.6. Pat Mahomes was a 90.1 grade. And Fitzpatrick was 86.7 grade. So, like, to me, it's like we're not just relying on that heavy check down. He's going through his progressions. You know, if the first guy is not there, he has something downfield. He's not afraid to hit that deep ball. And, Brian, that's what I was going to ask you is that's something we're not used to is going deep all the time. How does this really benefit guys (laughs) like Terry McLaurin and another addition in Curtis Samuel that we'll talk about? And really opening up our offense, we're not just checking it down to J.D. McKissick, looking at, you know, a slant with Terry five yards down the field. How does this really open up the offense? Yeah, I think it's huge. And I think, you know, I think back to that catch that Terry McLaurin made against the Jets down the sideline. I mean, there just have been a few 50-50 balls where this guy just goes and gets it. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think for the first time in Terry's career, is going to be a quarterback that kind of lets him go make plays. And mm-hmm. that's going to be so refreshing. Throw it throw it out there. Terry's a special player, and, and he's going to make a, a good percentage of those plays. Uh, it'll be refreshing to see them take some shots, and that'll open up underneath stuff to when, you know, whether it is Logan Thomas or, or uh, Antonio Gibson out of the backfield, that's when you catch him off guard. You got to be able to stretch the field, especially in today's NFL. And they, they've been lacking that, not just last year, but I think uh, last couple oh, wow. years. It's been a while. I mean, we talked about it, it feels like all last year. Uh, you know, take a shot, do something, to just try. 
And we know Fitzpatrick's going to do that, and I'm really excited about it. And uh, like you said, not just Terry, but Curtis Samuel seems perfect for that. I'm really excited to see them uh, run under some deep balls for a change. I will say this. The one thing that stood out, we kind of talked about, man, you kind of hit on that. He really elevates his his weapons, too. Like, he didn't really have much in Miami. He had a little bit in Tampa Bay, you know, obviously with Godwin and Evans. And it seemed like they played even better because of him and his willingness to go downfield. But this is something crazy that I've seen going around Twitter, too specifically in how it affects Terry McLaurin being wide receiver one right now. Mm-hmm. The targets that Fitzpatrick has towards his wide receiver one is 137, 128, 148, 141, 134, 146, 128, and 173 targets in a season for his first wide receiver. Can you imagine Terry McLaurin getting 173 targets in a season? <laughs> Bruh, if Terry gets anywhere between – 120 to 100 and let's just say 60. He's going to have close to 90 to 100 receptions. He's going to have, need I say, at least 1,500 yards. I mean, and then and then the touchdowns. Imagine yeah. Terry McLaurin lined up on the right side, right? And then he runs middle. But because of the speed and the arm of Fitzpatrick, he turns that middle route up. We're going to get some unexpected deep balls, some unexpected plays to where, like you said, they're going to open up the offense even more. You know, you can do so much more with the speed that we have on offense, not just Terry, not just uh, Curtis, but also uh, McKissick and, um, and, uh, and uh, Gibson. You're going to see Gibson oh, yeah. get, some, get some wheel routes, and, I mean, it's going to be really exciting, and I think Terry is in for a big season, a big season. So Let me ask what, you this. What was Terry McLaurin's first touchdown in the NFL? A bomb. That's a right. bomb over the deep middle against Philadelphia week one. And everyone's yes. like, this guy is going to be special. That yes. deep ball. <laughs> and then the offense kind of fell off, so we didn't see that as much. It was Terry Slants then using his speed to get past the second level, exactly. third level, hitting it to the end zone. What are you going to say, Brian? I was going to say, I was looking at his targets and made me curious what they were. I mean, 134 targets this past season. I mean – are you with me? I'm betting the over on that for next yeah, year. And he I mean, hit I think that's yards. Go, yeah, I think that's going to yep. go way up, and that's that's yep. already a, a good share of targets, I think. Yeah, like Manny said, if he hits 160 targets, Man, I mean, that's like, what, another 15, 20 catches? Right. That's crazy. And our offense is going to be better if we sure have more him. weapons to spread it out. Oh, yeah. Right. He's so sure. So this is my question for both of y'all. I want y'all to kind of tag team on this one. Because this is the hottest, this is the hottest one, and I've already given Manny my take on it, and I've, I've gotten attacked for it plenty of times, and I've told Ryan how I feel about this too. Okay. Does signing Ryan Fitzpatrick specifically eliminate Washington from drafting a quarterback this season? Go ahead, Brian. Who? I think okay. no, no. I uh, I think that it does in the first couple of rounds. I, I think if they take a quarterback, it'll be. Um, at the earliest third or fourth round, I don't, I don't see them, try, uh, you know, going for a guy at 19 or moving up. I think they're willing to ride with Ryan Fitzpatrick and kind of address the quarterback long term um, as they move forward. Um, so for me, I, I I'd be kind of surprised if they drafted a quarterback, not saying that Ryan Fitzpatrick's the answer by any means. I think that he he's going to start the most games this season for them. Um, but I would I would be kind of shocked to see them draft a guy in the first round. That's me. What do you say, Manny? Do you agree or you disagree with? Brian? I agree, but with a twist. 
So I don't see the team taking a quarterback in the first round. And after the first round, there's really no need to take a quarterback. You know, you have have Allen, who you traded a fifth for last year, and you tendered him. So, but let's say there's a quarterback that they like. I think there's five top quarterbacks in this uh, draft. People say four, but I'm throwing Mac Jones in there. That's five. If there's a quarterback that they like, right, within reach, let's say pick 14, there's a quarterback that they like. Let's say three quarterbacks get picked for some odd reason, and there's two guys left, and there's there's one guy that they like. There's a possibility that they can trade up from 19 to 14 and cut Allen. I mean, I think Allen is a guy that gets cut if they were to draft a quarterback. Now, I'm not for them drafting a quarterback in the first round. I'm like, hey, just, you know, rock it out with with, uh, Fitzpatrick. And then go into the next season drafting a quarterback. But I'm telling you guys, if there's a guy that they like, if they draft that guy, I think Allen is the odd man out. And I, I can agree that. with you. That, that's been kind of my stand all along is, you know, and some, someone recommended to me that, like, hey, why don't we just cut Allen? You have to remember, like, this was Ron's guy in, you know, Carolina. So much that he traded a fifth for him. And, like, if you kind of think back to that, like, a fifth is – a pretty good bit for a guy that, you know, we would just, you know, make a backup or cut possibly. And after one game, and it was a good game. Like, he was probably the most efficient quarterback play we had last season. And that one game, I know it's a small sample. Mm-hmm. But still, you have to really just think about, like, how much improvement would you get from a guy like, I don't know, Kyle Trask um, <laughs> or, like, I don't know, Shane Bouchel or, you know, someone like that. Like, what right. kind of improvement are you really banking on, like, I think Kyle Allen's better than, you know, Shane Bouchelle or, you know, some of those middle tier guys. Possibly, 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 possibly. The same name that keeps coming up, Kellen Mond. If he's there in the fourth, okay, maybe. Just because yeah. his big frame, he can use his yeah. feet. He doesn't show up in big games. I'm going to leave that out for the guys that love <laughs> Kellen Mond. But, like, that is a possibility. But to me, the best case scenario is Mac Jones falling to us at 19, not to draft him, but to say, hey, New England, hey, New Orleans. Come get your guy. Like, back. What, what, do you, what yeah. are you willing to give us? We're going to move back, like, what, three, four spots. Still get a wide receiver, linebacker, whoever's there, right. offensive tackle, doesn't matter. But I think it'd be a good bait. Because at the same time, teams don't know that we don't want to draft a quarterback. That's true. They're like, hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a one-year guy. They might want Mac Jones to ride out, you know, after that. They don't right. know. So that's what I like about Ryan Fitzpatrick because it's that flexibility. It's not a Marcus Mariota where he might be the quarterback of the future, you know, depending on how he plays. If we sit him, then we wasted a ton of money kind of thing. With me, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, he he did that with Tua. Like, he sat the bench, came in, came back off, came back in. So, like, if Taylor Heineke by some way beat him out, I feel like he wouldn't be, like, stumped or, like, have a bad attitude or, like, be exactly. that kind of guy. He's just there to support the team any way possible, which if you really think about our quarterbacks the last few seasons – When's the last season we had just one quarterback play the whole season? It's got to be Kirk at some point. A uh, long, but, yeah, yeah. A yeah. long We're just time. Just going on five years Nothing or whatever. Williams, no. <laughs> yeah, that was probably more recent well, than that. But still, like at some point, I'm sure we might see Taylor Heineke. Like, knock on wood. Hopefully, we don't. Um, but to me, like I just I liked with what Ryan Fitzpatrick brings, and it wasn't like a hey, our future's fixed or a hey, we're you know demanding a quarterback right now. Like we need one, like we well, did before. Well, that's a good point you bring up is like guys like Mariota or, you know, the, the talk about Darnold. Those are guys that you're absolutely right. They're question marks. Are they going to be the long term guy? Are you going to have to cut bait after this year? Because you realize, oh, it's not the system. It's not the scenario. They really just suck. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> is what he is. I mean, that's that's no. that's honestly why I'm growing so much more. Uh, I'm warming up to it more because he really is. It is what it is. He he's he's gonna take some shots. He uh, you know he's a gunslinger, but he's gonna get the the job done as long as he's in there. And so that's why it's kind of really growing on me. And the more I think about it, the more I can get behind him being the quarterback for this year as they continue to figure out what the long term plan is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page. Like, we're not going to trade up to get trade Lance, or we're not going to trade up for Justin Fields. To me, it just doesn't have that feel. And we talked about it on your show with next year's class of what that looks like and how spread out the first round is. So, to me, it really does feel like uh, we got a guy who can throw that rock, and he might just be our guy for that year. But he's going to make it a good year. Like, he's going to he's he's going to be on fire every time he goes out on the field. Yes, sir. Yeah. So talking about, you know, people who will benefit from Fitzpatrick, my favorite signing so far, Curtis Samuel. And to me, the biggest question, Brian, with so many options at wide receiver, when we signed Curtis Samuel, did we sign your guy like that you wanted? Or did you want Galladay more? Did you want Allen Robinson more? How high was Curtis Samuel on your list? Well, Robinson, I would have loved to have, but the franchise tag, I think, took any shot of that out of there. I mean, Allen Robinson probably would have been the top of the list, but of the realistic uh, guys available, I think Curtis Samuel makes the most sense. And I'm not just saying that now that we've got him or now that, you know, you know, that he played in Carolina or anything like that. I just think he makes the most sense. Um, He's young. He can do a lot of different things. And we, we talked about that on our show all the time just the versatility that Ron Rivera loves, but Scott Turner loves. And he just fits that mold beautifully. Um, he can hit a deep route. He can he can run underneath. He's got good hands. He can do something out of the backfield. I just think he gives you so much flexibility. And um, for, for an offense, you know, outside of Terry McLaurin, I'm just saying pass catching wise. I mean, Logan Thomas is what he is. I think he surprised us all, but for, for a, for an offense that lacks some legit pass catchers, I think having another versatile guy that can take some of the pressure off Terry McLaurin is so huge. Um, and I think that Curtis Samuel makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it seemed like where there was smoke, there was fire. And we we're like, is this really going to happen? And it did. And it just, it made too much sense not to. And I, I, I'm like you, I'm so excited. It was always just too good to be true. Like we've always just hoped. Yeah. And I remember back when we signed Deshaun Jackson, like how excited I was to me. That was like the first, like, actual like free agency signing like maybe josh norman where i was like holy crap we actually got this guy on our mm-hmm. team like albert hainsworth and that didn't last long right. but like that excitement was shot down quicker than it actually happened but like i remember deshaun jackson like i was like oh my gosh like we got this guy our offense is going to be like next right. level and i'm even more excited about curtis samuel because of what he brings to our offense specifically. It'd be a completely different story if he's going somewhere like the Jets or a completely different offense. But what exactly, you know, we talk about the versatility and stuff like that. What exactly does that mean, Manny? What does he bring to our offense specifically, and how does he help out the guys around him? Man, this guy, to be honest, when I thought of Curtis Samuel, even though I've seen him play, I've always thought slot, 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 because – if you look at last season, right, he was playing with two guys that played predominantly on the outside in DJ Moore and um, what's his name? Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, Anderson. Robbie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you naturally just think, okay, he's a slot guy. But this guy is more than a slot guy. When Ron left, you know, there's some, there's some talks about, you know, he played better when Ron left. You know what I'm saying? But 
the guy can do everything, man. And with it, with his speed and his age, the age is what really captured me. Yeah. Out of all the guys out there, I'm like, man, his age and then his talent, you know, he can, he can rush the ball, you know, he can return kicks if we wanted him to, which I don't see us doing that. But let's say there's a game that, Hey, we need a special play on special teams. You can throw him back there. You know, like Deshaun Jackson go, used to do. Yeah, yeah, like Deshaun right. Jackson. You know, he can go deep. He can – I mean, he's just so versatile. And when you hear versatility, you always think it's just like a, a you know, a cliche. No, he can literally do it all. And as free agency continued to approach, I started to warm up more and more to Curtis Samuel. And, I mean, he was up there top three for me. Um, but, um, I mean, he does it all. He does it all. There's nothing that he can't do. And I'm expecting a lot of deep passes to Curtis Samuels this year. Yeah, so – Two huge things that you hit on that I specifically circled in my notes. Yes, he's only 24 years old. That is not Woo! a typo. 24 Woo! years old. Like people talk Crazy. about how young Juju is. Like Curtis Samuel is only 24. And I'm sure you've seen by now him and Terry play together. And <laughs> Haskins could have been part of that mix. But <laughs> that didn't turn out so well. Um, but you talk about the deep passes. Do you know who had the best percentage of deep pass catching last year? Let me guess, Curtis. Curtis Samuel. Wow. So we talk about nice. we talk about Fitzpatrick <laughs> throwing the deep balls. He had a seventy-seven percent catch rate on deep targets in twenty twenty, the highest among all wide receivers in the NFL. Wow, insane! That's awesome. for, and that's for a guy that ran the ball forty-one times from the, yeah. from the backfield. Like he well, lined I, up in the backfield. Well, that's that's my big thing. I mean, I know what he can do, X's and O's, and he's going to make legit plays as a wide receiver. But I can't wait till the time they come out there with like. Gibson split out wide and Curtis Samuel in the backfield and we just catch the defense off in guard. the slot. But you, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that just, it, it's so unreal. Like the weapons that they have and the versatility. I mean, I just, I'm really excited. And I think Scott Turner is going to finally be able to open up his playbook where as last year with four different guys and a couple of guys that are, that were just kind of breaking into the league, didn't know his playbook at all. Now you got a guy that's been around forever. You got two guys, you know, and Allen and Heineke that know his playbook pretty well. Uh, he's got to be ready to open up this playbook and 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 call some really awesome games. I I really am excited, and I think Samuel is 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 so legit and such a a huge weapon for them that that's just going to add to some of the the signs and some of the right. positives we saw last year. Yeah, one thing I mentioned the other night hey, on guys, Manny's like, show was, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I said, like, the interesting fact is he's been in the league four years, Curtis Samuel, right? And he's younger than Terry. Right. That's crazy. crazy. That's Got crazy. That makes no sense. But the good thing is I would love to see both of them grow together. They're both, they're both part of the future. Even though he got a three-year deal, he's definitely in the future plans. And you can have both guys on a team for the next five, six years and still get maximum oh, yeah. production. And they want to play together. It's not like they didn't exactly. go to college together. Like Chase Young, exactly. they all want to mm -hmm. be here. So It kind of um, reminds me of like Jarvis and uh, Odell, just how much they love getting the chance to play with each other. I don't yep. know what happens yeah. with Odell if that yes. changes. But, I mean, they they're, they're, they really are legit like best friends. And it, mm -hmm. it's really – it's. it's I don't want. I don't want to say sweet, but it's really. It's kind of yeah, awesome. Yeah, get it's that LSU. Oh, that LSU love talk off of this podcast. Like, no, not LSU. I don't care about them. I'm talking about our guys, Curtis and Terry. Yeah. No, and you mentioned, um, and last year someone brought this up to Curtis Samuel in his uh, his uh, media meeting today. His targets and everything went down last season, but his production went up. Yeah. Mm. And they were like, "Why is that?" He's like, 
anytime I get the ball, I'm just I'm just gonna make the most of each each touch, each catch. Doesn't matter what it is. And right. they even asked him, like, was, you know, a question at quarterback, you know, did that hinder your thought at all? Like, and did Fitzpatrick help that out? And he's like, he's like, no, literally my job is to make our quarterback better. I don't care who it is. Like, I want to come in and make whoever it is job even easier. So I was right. like, man, this guy's just sweet talking to me at this point. Like, I loved him already, but it yeah. just keeps going up. Um, but one thing I wanted to hit on, and people, like, and I brought this up, this is what I was going to say is I brought this up the other night too, is with our offense pre-snap motion, we haven't seen – all of it yeah like it's coming like and i keep telling people you've seen probably 75 percent of our offense Mm -hmm. and if we get one like one vertical deep tight end like our offense is going to just completely open up like unlike we could even imagine like people are gonna be like i've never seen this kind of offense run in washington before this isn't the bill callahan run show like just grind the clock out it's gonna be like the speed show it's gonna be the circus on turf is what i'm gonna call it i'm gonna (laughs) trademark that i just thought of it so nobody steal it but if you imagine like Think about Gibson in the backfield, mm-hmm. and then you have Gibson go out wide. Curtis Samuel comes in the backfield, and you have J.D. McKissick line up as wide receiver. J.D. McKissick had the second most catches by any running back last season. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson played primarily a wide receiver at Memphis and was a right. darn good one, yep. and he's learning his second season as a running back, so he's getting even better at his role. And then you have Curtis Samuel who does both too. So you have three guys on your team who can do both receiving and run the ball and have done very well at a high level in all three phases. Right. So you have them just throws it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And he just motions the backfield. You have no idea where the ball's going. It could be an end round with Gibson and Curtis Samuel's done the block. It could be a straight run with Curtis Samuel. It could be a wheel route with Gibson or JD McKissick. Like you said, like there's so many options that adding one guy like that. And it's not even just like a rookie. It's Curtis Samuel. Like it is right. a high level player who knows exactly what you want to do on offense. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to learn much. Like right. maybe a few things that Ron's changed possibly since being here or getting to know his players and that chemistry with Ryan, but he right. knows this offense already. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, Hey, shoot me out the can and I'm ready to go. Like right. <laughs> and right. I'm ready to go. Like just talking about it gets me hyped. Um, so I think we're all ready for him. And we've talked about what he does this offense and how much that really you know, elevates our offense. We'll talk about in a little bit draft plans at wide receiver, if that changed any. But another guy that we signed, William Jackson the third, a guy on defense who we were all freaking out when Ronald Darby left. We're like, great. Ron right. said we're going to keep our guys in house. We've done lost <laughs> KPL, Darby, Sunberg's leaving us, like breaking our heart, Ron. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out this Joker card, and he's like, not so fast. Y'all had no idea this was going on behind the scenes. Right. And then we signed William Jackson III, who was the number one rated cornerback by PFF and free agency this year available. So not only did we lose a guy, but we completely upgraded the position, got a younger guy who is actually way better than Darby. Hate to admit it. Love Darby. He had a great mm-hmm. season. But this guy is young and reliable. So a three-year deal with $14 million each. And one thing I mentioned is that's cornerback two money, but you're getting quarterback one play out of this guy. He's right. better than Fuller. Yep. Like love Fuller. I yep. think like I'm sure Fuller would admit it. Like he's cornerback oh, yeah. two again. Yeah. Like, he's, <laughs> it, it, WJ three is quarterback one. Uh, right. I think I think uh, I think Jackson said that uh, Fuller reached out to him. He probably was really excited that it's not going to all fall on him in the secondary now. Yeah, I mean, he legit like, has another guy over there. And you're right. No, no offense to Ronald Darby, who I think kind of played out of his mind in a contract year. And he certainly earned it. 
but I, I still, uh, you know, maybe I'm biased, but I do think Jackson is better. And I think that they, they got a steal in this guy. And honestly, he's out of the three big ones. He's probably my favorite because of, like you said, it was so under the radar. Um, right. It makes, but it makes so much sense. It's almost like, how do we not see the puzzle piece fit there? Cause I, mm-hmm. you know, it makes so much sense to have a legit guy like that. Right. Um, and another guy that's pretty young. And so I, I'm just so excited. You know, we, we talked a couple of times, uh, you know, we saw a couple of times, sorry, you, you know, the, these corners and the secondary was to be had. It was a little sloppy at times. And that's not William Jackson, the third. And I'm, I'm excited yeah. for this guy. Right. Man, William Jackson sir claims third, a lot. Man. Look, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. He's going to hit you in the mouth. He's not afraid of competition. You know, he mm-hmm. played some of the best receivers in the league last year and shut him down and held his own. So when you're getting a guy like that, just imagine like a Josh Norman, but better. I think he's better than to me in this defense with the pass rush and Del Rio and Ron Rivera. He is going to be a top five corner this year. There's no yeah, doubt yeah. in my mind. I mean, he's long. He's rangy. He's fast. He's physical. What more can you ask for? You know, uh, Darby played very, very well. You know, he batted down a lot of passes, but this guy can actually hit you in the mouth and still bat down the passes. So you can put guys on his island and know that, hey, this side of the field is shut down. Y'all take care of the other half. I got this. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so with, with that, you know, then it's going to elevate plays of guys like Jimmy Moreland. Now he gets to, you know, play a little bit more physical. Then you got guys like uh, Fuller who's saying, hey, bro, thanks for coming out here, man. You bailed me out, man. I'm not a CB1. I right. wasn't ready for this. Appreciate you, man. You saved me, bro. You saved mm-hmm. me. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this signing right here. I don't think Washington has had a physical press corner like WJ3 in a long time. Like you talk about Josh Norman. He was one of those guys that would get up in your face, literally slap you across the yeah. face mask before yeah. the play. I think WJ3 is even more physical than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my question to you, Manny, is people are going to say, you know, the game cast fans. Man, this guy's got three interceptions. How is this guy a cornerback one? What's your response back to someone who says that? Look, the same thing he said in this press conference today. Check the tape. Check the tape. When you check the tape, you'll know why. Because people don't throw to him. He has that respect. So when I saw the three interceptions, in my mind, I'm thinking short down corner. Before I look Mm -hmm. at the tape, you see three interceptions. You see a guy that was drafted in the first, first round. So first round pedigree. Right, and you see three interceptions for a top corner, he's a shutdown corner. People respect him. So, how can he make plays, right, if people don't test him as much, you know? And then when they do, he holds his own. So, but with this pass rush, he's mm-hmm. gonna have an opportunity this year to have he's gonna be he, able to be aggressive and right. cut, cut routes off. Look, I know it's not predictions time, but I'm telling you right now, he's gonna have at least three picks this year. He's gonna have maybe more picks this year than he's had in his entire life. He's he's gonna get yeah, he's gonna get three picks and be like, This is easy. Why wasn't why wasn't I on this team years ago? Yeah. <laughs> this is why easy. Don't draft me? <laughs> right, right. No, and one thing that I've brought up, like how him and Kendall are really different. Kendall Fuller is an off-the-ball corner. And that's why it's easier to get interceptions because you're anticipating routes, you're jumping routes, you're getting in front of the receiver, you're running it for him. You're able to get that space and that cushion and close in on the ball and make interceptions. When you are a press corner and you're literally stuck on your receiver at all times, Mm -hmm. your main concern is breaking up the pass. Your one hand is literally stuck with the receiver the whole time and your opposite hand's batting down the pass. You know how hard it is to catch an interception in traffic when you're both just fighting hands? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's discipline. Like, 
That's yeah, you don't want to cushion it as a press corner. You are stuck on him the entire time. Like you're not trying to break routes and then he beats you deep and he just runs past you. You're sticking with him the whole way. And to me, that's one thing that I mentioned another stat to you, Manny, was that WJ3 has allowed the lowest completion percentage at 49.4%, which is wow. really low. Yeah. And the second lowest average target separation of only 2.2 yards with his receiver in coverage since 2017. And that is better than Bashad Breeland, Stephon Gilmore, Denzel Ward, and Xavier Howard. Wow. Number one in the league. And that's what we talked about. You're not going to see the interceptions on the tape. But if you right. roll that beautiful bean footage of WJ3 just sticking with his receivers the whole time, you are seeing pass breakups. You're just seeing a, a wide receiver getting frustrated the entire game. Um, who was it? Ryan brought it up. Ryan Trotter brought it up that game against the Lions with Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. who's a 6'5 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. physical freak. He yep. shut him down. He had like yeah. two or three that catches for 20 money. yards. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> He hey, probably you know signed what? his birth certificate after the game. In <laughs> basketball, in basketball, let's say in the NBA or let's say in the college right now, if somebody's going off, you go box a one. And that one is out there to shut down this guy. That mm-hmm. means, hey, the rest, the, all four of y'all, y'all can do something. But this guy, this Steph Curry-looking dude right here or this LeBron-looking dude, we're going to run a box and one on this guy, and you ain't going to do a thing. So when we play mm-hmm. Dallas and he's out there saying, Amari Cooper, you're done, who else are we playing? Uh, 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 you know, <laughs> you can take, I mean, if you can take the best receiver out and make his production, cut it in half. You got the, I mean, that's a great, great way to think. You know, you say, hey, Kenny Galladay, you're not going to do nothing. Amari Cooper, you're not going to do nothing. Odell, you're done. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's an amazing Huge. weapon to have. You know what I'm yes. saying? Cutting the whole New York, thing. New York yeah. signed Galladay. We, we've seen what's gonna happen with that. <laughs> we've seen the tape. Like, go ahead and sign him. Like, he's at this point, he's like, he's like, Baltimore, y'all sure? That's all y'all got yeah, off of me. Exactly. <laughs> like, all right, all right. <laughs> come on, let me go play an AFC North. I don't, I don't want to deal with this guy again. But like you said, we have Amari Cooper. Love Amari, but mm-hmm. I, I think WJ three can handle him easily. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Daniel Jones is going to hate us. He's probably going to yep. retire after the season. He's like, I'm <laughs> sick of this. You going to trade me? Him. We're going to yeah. Him. Oh god, he's gonna, once we he's get a linebacker. He can't run like he used to run. So no. we get a linebacker. He's shut down. He has to throw the ball. Apple turnover Jones. That's what I call him. He's <laughs> going to feed us, and we're going to eat because we're hungry. You hear me? We're hungry, bro. It's it's going to be a mess. I'm telling you, we're going to get a linebacker, and we still have some cap to do so. Um, so I'll even segue into that. Right now, we re-signed a couple guys. Um, David Sharp, who we traded for last offseason. Lamar Miller, that vet running back. Uh, Cam Sims, Dustin Hopkins, and then Danny Johnson, who's to me going to be like our return guy. Yeah. Um, and then depth at the corner spot. And then we added linebacker David Mayo, who played in Carolina, played at the Giants, and he played a little bit at the 49ers too, I think. Um, and then center Tyler Larson, who was once again another Carolina guy. Um, completely fine with Carolina guys, by the way. People make it a big deal. Like These are guys yeah. Ron's played with, scouted, exactly. evaluated around you don't have to interview these guys it's not like they changed character in the last two three years like he knows right. what he's getting and Fact. it's just depth pieces so to me that's cool and if you think about it we probably have to spend about what five six mil towards our draft picks this year it's usually about the average yep. so right now we sit at 21 mil so just say roughly 15 16 mil left brian with the, that, that is a lot of money, yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> that's more than what the saints and the eagles had going into free agency yeah. <laughs> And we didn't sound everybody. <laughs> so, Brian, if you had to make a prediction, I'm sure news is going to break. Let me check and make sure nobody well, signed say, anybody yet. A- Anthony Harris signed with those oh, Eagles, and apparently yeah, he, he picked 
he picked them over Washington. So looking forward to targeting him two times a year. Yeah, my my thing is I wonder if Washington is staying away from some of these one-year deals. It doesn't seem like they're real eager to give those out because one year five mil doesn't sound like a whole lot. So I'm curious kind of what happened there. You know, are they just kind of – I don't know. I don't know all the details, but I I, I honestly thought that Anthony Harris might be coming here. That makes me want to get a, a safety in here some one way or another. Um, Malik Hooker, maybe. So, Boston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after the draft is what I'm hearing for, for him or seeing about him. So a safety would be nice. And then uh, we've already talked about it, a linebacker would be huge, whether it's the 19th pick um, or like a guy like Quan Alexander, who's pretty young. I know he's bounced around a little bit. But um, that, that's a guy that stands out to me as far as, as a free agent available. Um, yeah. Some, one more piece to the defense, honestly, would be really, really huge for me in the free agent market. I agree. I, I want, like, one more vet linebacker. Like, K.J. Wright. Uh, who was it? Eric, um, Eric Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. You put like, me on, bro. Yeah. Maybe one of those two guys. Hey, I'm with yeah. Eric Wilson train. I've looked at him, and the guy looked good. I mean, I think he had, like, 122 tackles last year. Three sacks and three interceptions. That's big. That's big. That's yeah. exactly I, what we're looking for. So, hey, I knew a little bit about him. And then Nate, Nate shot me that breakdown that he did, which was phenomenal. That dude's played all three positions in the linebacker spot. Like we talk about versatility. Like we yep. need them. <laughs> technically yeah. we need like all three spots. You know, Sam or uh, Cole Holcomb's going to hold down his same spot or wherever we put him. Right. But like being able to move him around, we still don't know what's going to happen with John Bostic. Like he could retire tomorrow. Like we don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. and then Khalid Hudson, I'm not ready to throw him to the wolves and being a starter in the NFL. Like I love that he got more reps. He showed some flashes, but right. same like I've been saying with Jeremy Reeves, like it's one thing to do well in a limited role, but it's a whole mm-hmm. nother thing to start 16 games every right. single snap. Exactly. Um, so do you think with that 15, 16 mil, you know, counting the draft pick money left over, do you see us making any more moves? Or do you think, you know, like I yep. posted that Thanos video, Ron's going to just sit yep. back and watch the sunset. Look, if if Ron wants to do some game changer type stuff, he can go and get him a starting linebacker and a starting free safety. And head into the draft with all the options, with all the options. Like, I would love Eric Wilson. I would love a K.J. Wright. I'll take Hooker. I'll take Hooker. I mean, Anthony Harris would have been perfect on his team, but I think the reason why he chose the Eagles is if he goes to the Eagles, they're trash. They have nothing, okay? If he goes to the Eagles and balls out, that's a big payday coming. But if he right. comes oh, to yeah. Washington and balls out, they're going to say it was a defensive line. He's going to leave gonna next say, season. <laughs> yeah, they're going to say, they're gonna say you stacked the deck, you stacked the deck, and you went over there, and you was just – ball hawking and had eight picks i mean that's what he's gonna have if he's on this defense he's gonna you know be out there roaming around that's pretty much all he has to do so but i I believe if ron wants to just make a statement right now and get eric wilson who's versatile he can use him everywhere and maybe get you a, a, a trey boston i mean it makes us pretty pretty good and then we can still get a xavian collins in the draft at 19 so I mean, I see two more pieces coming, two more big pieces. I just don't know where, but I see two starters in free agency. Let me ask, let me ask you this one, maybe the rich getting richer. We saw the other Fuller get released by Chicago. Do you think Ron would get greedy and maybe get him in there? And, I mean, share hey. up that secondary, let Kendall rotate out the safety. I mean, is that a realistic hey, option? What might, do you guys think? That might be the reason why 
we didn't get Harris. Maybe we lowballed Harris. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, he probably knew we had money, and we're probably offering five, and maybe he was insulted and went to the Eagles. But I think Ron has a plan. <laughs> Ron has a plan. He always does. I mean, he does yeah, his. Sure. I mean, he does his research. He waits around, and there's going to be more guys that get cut anyways. So he's probably yeah. trying to like you know he's looking around, weighing all of his options, and when he offers you a deal, he's not going any higher. If somebody else is going to bid one more million over what he's offering, he's like, bye. He does mm-hmm. it all the time. He does it all the time. So, um, I mean, I can possibly see it. If if he wants to take a discount and come for a one-year, $5 million deal, I think that's the move. I mean, you have to. At this point, you I have think, to. I think though. he wants to get paid, though. Like I think yeah, him in Denver yeah. or Cincinnati or somewhere yeah. like that, or even San Francisco, that's like my dark horse for Fuller. Right. If Sherman leaves, they want – like to keep you know steady corner play so right. i think san fran would be a good spot for me you brought up fuller and i had um washington uh, war room uh dm me last night about this too and was like hey like what do you think about getting kyle fuller right I, me personally i'm just not a fan of kindle playing primarily in the free safety role and i know he could rotate and stuff like that but i don't want to pay kyle fuller 10 mil to be like a, a rotational a guy or sure. or yeah a slot guy because then you have jimmy mullen who's like uh what the heck guys like exactly. uh, <laughs> i'm doing pretty darn good <laughs> and then you have so much money invested in your two corners and you yeah. have kendall fuller at full-on free safety at that point and then if he's not doing well at free safety like full-time then you're like all right we gotta kick your brother out and put you in corner. <laughs> and then Kyle's kind of like, dang, I should have went to Denver. Right. And play with Justin Simmons and uh, Darby, like, balling out. Yeah. So, yeah. to me, it's just it, – it, it creates a, a possible problem. Like, it mm-hmm. sounds good, hear, like, yeah. building a, a Madden right. roster. Like, pfft, sign everybody. Right. I don't care about Jimmy Moreland. <laughs> <laughs> put Kendall on the slot. Put – uh kyle on the outside and then that's like a dream scenario honestly because kendall fuller feast in the slot role mm-hmm. when we had him before on the team he was primarily a slot corner um but my last question for y'all is how much you know possibly getting a guy like richie grant in like the second Ooh. round how much does that stop you from signing a trey boston like because you're like Oh, we signed Trey Boston, but Richie Grant's there. Like, we want to draft you, but then Richie Grant's not going to sit out. That's a day one kind of quality start in the safety role. And then Trey Boston's like, I'm not going to the bench. I didn't come here to be a backup. Like, how much do you think that really, like, your your draft board and then your draft plan, how much do you think that really affects signing more guys or a linebacker? Right. I mean, I look at it in a different way. Because if you do get a Trey Boston, then you can't get a Richie Grant. You know, then you got to, like, go another uh, another route. You know, if you go offensive tackle first round, then, hey, maybe you go guard or maybe you go tight end in second round. So you make a valid point. <laughs> you make a valid point. It's one or the other, you know. So if you don't go free safety in this free agency, then we know <laughs> we're going free agency in the draft regardless. And I won't be surprised if Ron trades back just to – ensure that he gets his guy in the first round because you know if when teams know what you need you know you know giants can say oh you guys wanted this guy oh we have that guy from alabama but guess what we're gonna go ahead and get him anyways you know we're gonna stack the deck anyway so i mean it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting i just want the for sure thing i don't want us to say okay we're not gonna get trey boston because we're getting richie grant and then come draft time you know there's a safety run at the end of the second uh i mean uh you know so the draft is not guaranteed sometimes, you know, but yeah. I, I mean, I totally get where you're coming from. I totally get where you're coming from. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I got to think that Ron's got plan A, plan B, plan C, and he's fine with really any of them. But yeah, he's going to be smart. I don't think he's going to break the bank. I don't think he's going to panic and uh, reach for a guy in the draft. And that's why I think I've seen, you, you know, um, people say if Trey Boston was a, a realistic thing, it might be after the draft. You know mm-hmm. what? Maybe he's plan C because, you know, they didn't get a, a top of the line guy in free agency. The, the cards didn't fall the right way in the draft. And then, you know what? We've got a legit guy that knows the defense and Trey Boston. Let's go get him now after the draft, you know? So I, I think, you know, it comes down to trusting right. Ron. I really, I really, in a year and a half or however long, not even that he's been on the job. I've, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I know that he's going to uh, pull the right strings and, and pull them at the right time. Yeah. I mean, if Ron just shows me his big board, this can eliminate all the problems. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll reach out <laughs> to Ron and see if, if I can get a peek at his big board. Um, but guys, it's been a good talk. We might possibly have some more signings coming up. It is reaching 10 p.m., so you never know what's going to happen. But, Manny, it's been a pleasure having you on. Let everybody know where they can follow you on Twitter and follow your free agency uh, thread, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I had a blast, man. Uh, You guys can follow me on Twitter at Manny Chakuba. You guys can follow me um, at the Back Row Redskins at TS with Manny. Yeah, I'm very busy. I have three pages. But on my personal page, Manny Chakuba, I have the free agency thread, and I have every single move as it happens. The only moves that won't be there right now is the moves that happen now, like the Dan Arnold yeah. uh, signing. Dan Arnold, too, yep. <laughs> yeah, so. I was going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, saw I don't want you to miss out. <laughs> oh, I was looking. I was like, oh. <laughs> Manny said, I thought Manny was going to pull a Adam Sheffield, like, guys, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to post on the thread. <laughs> but Manny, like I said, man, it has been a pleasure. If anything happens, be sure to follow Manny on Twitter because he'll be the first to have it. You might even have it before Adam Schefter. So you never know. But if anything happens, we'll bring y'all another episode. But it has been a pleasure. Brian, Manny, I'll see y'all later. Peace. I've been a great football thing for Maybe I got it all too fast. Too soon. Living like no feelings. No Trying to make it last, make it move, make it move. But I'ma hop in this phone and then I can fool screws. Give me I've been having a great full of thanks. I've been a great full of thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.